sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. Hello, this week. We're doing Silver Surfer versus Silver Surfer. Yes, yeah, Silver, what was it? Silver Surfer 35, is that right? Yes. 35 the, and 36 we read um, from like the... 80s, late 80s, 1987. Yeah, 87. Um, and then the new, I guess what, 2014 reboot? Mm-hmm. We read issues one through three. Yep. Um, so we'll start with the the old one, of course. I, I always liked the Silver Surfer as a character when I was reading comics. Um, he was always so solemn. Yes. Unlike unlike pretty much everybody else. I mean, I mean Cyclops was kind of a downer, but um, and you know Reed Richards wasn't a lot of fun, but the Silver Surfer just seemed like a super. Not even a bummer so much, just like everything was deadly serious. Yeah. <laughs> I had, when I was a kid, I never read any Silver Surfer, like a little, little kid. But it was one of my favorite characters just because it, his design is so cool. Yeah, he just looked awesome. Well, same thing. I think, you know, I don't even know if I read Silver Surfer comics. It was just he was always in the Fantastic Four or always showing up in other series. Yeah, yeah. And it, but looking at it now as an adult, it's it's a kind of a it's kind of the surfboard's kind of stupid, but other than that, it's a pretty cool cosmic character with a, an interesting dark background and it, it's the ones the thirty five and thirty six were fun. Yeah, no, they were they were really good. Um, yeah, well, the you know the it was he was started in the sixties, so I guess a, some kind of surfing character was inevitable. But at least he's like surfing on the cosmic seas. Yes. So. Uh, so 35 was was basically a dream. It seemed like a dream, but it turned out it wasn't a dream. And it had all kinds of aliens and stuff, and it was really neat. Yeah, it was kind of hallucinatory, that one. So mm-hmm. I kind of like that, um, which which was is one thing that's cool about the Silver Surfer is that, like, it takes place on all kinds of different planets. And, you know, so, like, reality is different wherever he goes, which is kind of cool. Although I guess he was... He was stranded on Earth for a while. Like, I don't know the full mythology of the dude. I know he was Galactus's herald, and then he wasn't. And Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's about what I know. Yeah, I think Galactus banished him to Earth, but then he, you know, found a way out of it or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, no, he's, he's a... So he came from a plant... Galactus... I don't know why Galactus picked him as his herald. I should have done more research on this. But he... He ended up getting separated from the love of his life to become Galactus's herald. So he and that was in order to save his own planet, I believe. Um, so yeah, he had like a because Galactus was going to destroy his planet. Um, if people don't know, and why should you? Galactus is a uh, the destroyer of worlds. He needs uh, he needs the energy from planets to uh, keep himself going. And in a previous episode of this podcast, we. We talked about the first issue that Galactus ever appeared, the Fantastic Four, whatever number that was. Yeah. And also had the Silver Surfer, his first appearance. And so the Silver Surfer wields the power cosmic, which is basically like a catch-all. Like, he can kind of do whatever the writers want him to do, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, which is kind of 
weak because they also make it so it doesn't work whenever they don't want to want it to work, which is just, you know, when he, the power is that strong, then what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> I mean, he's almost omnipotent, but like not quite. Right. Um. Yeah, but he's still he is still like a really cool looking character, probably the coolest looking Marvel character, I think. Um, or at least that was my thought as a kid, and and so that stuck with me. Yeah, and I think one of the interesting things about his look is that he's supposed to be, as far as I see him, he's chrome. So if you're standing in front of him, you can see yourself. And they do, isn't that how you think, or do you think he's white? No, yeah, well, I, I just from the name Silver, I assumed he was he was kind of chromish, yeah. Yeah, and the way they, they've always drawn that, especially it's, it's especially amazing back then when they didn't have the like the, the limitless number of colors that they had the limited number of colors. Really neat. Really neat how he looks in the old, old color. Yeah. Pack. Like, like Jack Kirby made him seem very metallic yes. with what yeah. he was working with, but he kind of had to make him white um, just because Chrome, you wouldn't have got the, the features as well. I don't think, I mean, especially back then, you know, it would have looked yeah. shitty. Yeah. So that's the way he still looks now, but um, well, well, so these issues, yeah, it's, it's 30, god damn it, I keep forgetting, 34 and 34, 35. Yes, yes. Um, where he... And uh, he, we find out at the end of 34, spoiler alert, that the, there's a disembodied voice that he thinks it's in his dream, but it isn't, and it turns out to be Thanos, who previous to this was dead. Yeah, uh, who I knew from the Avengers, I think. I knew him from the... I, I think I think this book we read was like 90, 90 or ninety one, so it might have been a little bit before this. With uh, I forget the name of it, the Infinite Infinity Gauntlet. That's where I know Thanos from. Yeah, well, he's another one who's like almost all powerful, right? Uh, and he's the the big bad guy that the Marvel movies are leading up to now. Oh, is that is that the thing? That's the Infinity Gauntlet. Is what they're going toward. I, yeah, the, those crystals and everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know if they're going to use the gauntlet, but that kind of story is what they're what they're going with. And looking at it now, this it looks like Thanos was dead, and they brought him back to life in this Silver Surfer, and then Infinity Gauntlet came soon after this. Yeah, he lands on some uh, what he thinks is a barren planet, but then he he finds this weird uh, skull cave building monolith thing and he goes inside the mouth and there's all these all this weirdness going on and i uh, like these just decides i'm gonna take a nap it's been a long time since i've taken a nap yeah that's a good way to start a comic <laughs> um yeah and then he like in the middle he's like well they don't the people don't seem to see him he's like oh shit well i must be dreaming i forgot you dream when you sleep <laughs> so maybe omnipotent not quite so omniscient <laughs> bit of a dum-dum um but then it turns out yeah it wasn't a dream and uh thanos is well it's kind of funny and i mean what it what it leads to because it's basically it's basically an environmental lesson Uh, the 35 is yeah uh, yeah yeah Yeah, 35 is a total over the top preaching uh, very very preaching i it was near the edge of terrible at some points but i don't think it ever went over that edge. it It was still pretty good no, because I mean, he was talking about how much uh, Earthlings pollute their environment and stuff. But in a way, uh, Thanos was kind of arguing. In a, he was arguing that point for a different aim. 
So it, yes. it kind of, yeah, it kind of redeemed itself rather than just being a, uh, here's an ecology lesson. Yeah. And his, his solution, is, and it was, it was, it was much darker than you would expect. If you just looked at it without reading the words, it looked like a really bright, cause these, they went to this planet with these really cute creatures and, uh, he ended up killing half the population of that planet. And just, well, he, he made the silver surfer actually yes, kill half yeah, the population but, by, yeah. yeah. By introducing a new microorganism to to the planet, yeah, um, <laughs> you see them all—all all these creatures like piled in in mounds, the the dead bodies. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty dark. <laughs> now I read the issue after this just to, to reflect on this, and it wasn't as good as this one. It was kind of weird. He went to visit the Avengers to find out about Thanos, and for it's not really clear to me why, but for some reason, Silver Surfer got pissed off at Captain America and just left in the middle of the conversation. And Captain America was like, oh, "Wonder what bugged him." <laughs> this is really weird. Maybe Silver Surfer was just like, "Well, we can't have this many solemn people together in one, <laughs> in one universe." So, fuck you, Cap. <laughs> But yeah, I was surprised by the, the environmental over the topness, but and I was also pleasantly surprised by how he was able to veer off and make it make it a really good story. Yeah, I thought it was it was cool, man. They, I mean, they had really we've talked about before. Marvel really hit its stride in the '80s and and uh, onward. Like, well, we talked about uh, off air. I kind of quit reading comic books in '84 because um, I'd had my eyes on getting laid i think after that but uh but so this is from that never really went through my mind i kept reading all and i think you picked a good time to stop because the late 80s are around the time of this book they're still okay i guess not late 80s well around then were when things started to slowly get bad and by the middle of the 90s books were terrible it was yeah it was a mess from what i understand well yeah because i mean still be good stories uh, sorry to interrupt i, I don't want to say terrible all around but the the marketing and the 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 well, marketing yeah. towards collectors got really disgusting and made it for bad bad like bad books they're not really well written books but there was some good stuff that was created at the time so i don't want to say everything was terrible right but but like right uh, shortly after i stopped reading was when they started the uh secret wars which was just basically to sell toys yeah but um, they did a good job with the secret even though its entire basis was created to sell toys the books are actually fun for little kids at least i don't know how they you've read it does it hold up uh it's okay Okay, but, well, okay, I think is a, is a grand achievement for a book that was created to sell toys. Right. No, and and I'd heard so much shit talked about it. Um, I hadn't read it until more recently. Obviously, um, yeah, it's it's fine. Like it's not it's not the greatest, but no, it's it's a an actual story. And, what I uh, love about it is that they used the Secret Wars, and I think this is the first time they ever did this, to introduce something that was happening in the regular comic books that totally changed the regular comic books. So in the Secret Wars, Spider-Man goes in the Secret Wars, and it, I forget if it's... Secret Wars came out each month, so things were happening, and the, the regular comic books were running alongside it, so I think it was like Secret Wars happened... I forget how the t- timing worked, but anyway, Spider-Man got a new outfit in the Secret Wars books, and then that changed the regular comic books and there was no explanation really. It was just like, I got this on another planet. And I, I think that might've been one of the first times something so huge happened elsewhere that you didn't know what was going on in the regular comic, which I think is kind of fun. Yeah. Well, and you had to like, 
you actually but that that was another thing with marvel and all comic books that we've talked about before it was like this this multi-issue crossover thing where like you kind of it was kind of also to make you buy more comic books yeah well i don't think secret wars was i think later stuff was but i thought secret wars was just a mini series it was but like i got the the graphic novel and uh-huh. um in it it had like lead up to the secret wars which had like a bunch of different like little just very short parts of different issues of a oh, bunch of different okay. comics so okay. yeah and sorry um i was going to do for uh for one of my recommendations and i'm looking on marvel unlimited right now um i was going to recommend the new mutants but they don't really have much of the original run of that so that's kind of a bummer but that's that's the, I, we talked about before the show started that both of us signed up for the cheap version of marvel unlimited this month i paid a penny you paid 99 cents i think i got the better deal and uh, we talked about how great it is. But the one disappointing thing is they limit the old issues. I guess they want people to stay on and get excited about new stuff coming. So there's not in some stuff. There's not entire run like the Silver Surfer. There's only like the first, not the first. There's only like the like ten issues from 34 on. So the first 33 aren't there. Yeah. So I guess over time that will be introduced because if you see like new this week, they add old stuff and they add new stuff. Oh, okay. Every That's week. No, that's cool. Um, it is a really good service, man. If you're a comics fan, um, but yeah, yeah, it is, it is a bit of a bummer. Um, but if they're still going to be introducing older stuff, um, then I'm I'm down with it. Yeah, I just over time, like if you look at the new for this week, there's a bunch of daredevils that weren't there before, so uh, and that that kind of thing. So I don't right. know how they choose when stuff comes out and, and that, how that works, but. Yeah, not everything is there, and it's weird stuff that's not there. Like, there's a new Netflix show, Marvel-based, coming out in, I think, in the fall. I don't know for sure when it's coming out. I think it, they said six months after Daredevil, so that must be in the fall. But anyway, it's Jessica Jones, and it stars the, uh, what's her name from from Breaking Bad, the, the girlfriend from Breaking Bad that's that was the B from Apartment. Oh yeah, uh, Ritter, but I can't think of her first yeah, name. Yeah, uh, right uh, Jessica Ritter, whatever. No. Yeah, it Jessica doesn't matter. Jones, Kristen Jones. Ritter. Kristen Ritter. Very funny. Can't wait for that show. But Jessica Jones is the name of the show. And alias Jessica Jane, Je- Jessica Jane, Jessica Jones is the name of the comic, but it's not a Marvel Lim- limited. And I have no idea why. I don't know if it's, it might be too adult and they just don't want to put it on there. And it's not great, but it's very good. I, there's some parts that I really don't like about it, but there's a lot that I really like. So it's too bad. It's not there. Cause people would enjoy reading that on the run up to watching the show. Yeah. Well, and, and maybe they'll introduce it, you know, closer to showtime, but yeah, maybe, uh, and I can see that maybe they still want to sell graphic novels. Yeah, yeah. But, but in some ways as well, like some of the graphic novels I've looked for, like I, I was gonna buy uh like giant, not giant size, uh, X Men Omnibus uh, volumes one and two, and I mm-hmm. had them saved on my wish list, and then they went out of print. So I'm like, well, I I can't tell like if they're trying to move all that stuff to digital, which is smart because that's the way things are going. Although I know people are collectors of, of hard copy stuff. Um, or, it, but, but it's just weird, like to not have all this stuff online too. Like, especially if people are paying, you're making money and like the hardcore collectors are still going to buy the hardcover stuff anyway. So why not well, just have it all on there? I, I think maybe you can, a lot of that stuff probably you can buy, but it's not part of the free streaming, like, you can buy it to own it, but you not necessarily have that's, it. Part of- no, that's true because I I have it like filtered under Marvel Unlimited. Um, on the on the site, I have like the filtered only stuff that's available free on Marvel Unlimited. So they- oh, you read you read it on your computer? I didn't even know, I haven't even tried to do that. 
on my I do it on my iPod. Oh, okay. I didn't... I, not my iPod. God damn, my iPad. I mean, I didn't know. Anyway, I just used the Marvel Unlimited app, and I didn't see any way to filter it. But whatever. Anyway, we're a bit off topic. Yeah, People are well, really bored now. Well, like they haven't been since we told them it was going to be about Silver Surfer. Like um, they haven't been since we first created the show in 1987. Yeah, back uh, back when I wasn't reading Marvel back then. Um, which is why we don't have any episodes from 1987 about comic books. Well, we have a few that are about DC, and you just complain how they suck. Yeah, and they did. Actually, DC was DC took a cue from Marvel in the 80s, I think, right? Like yeah, they got Dark better. Dark Knight Returns and stuff. Yeah, they tried to get darker. Um, Dark Knight Returns, I don't know how well that's aged. I should read it again, but I know Frank Miller hasn't aged well, so maybe his works haven't either. Yeah, it's all right. I got yeah, it. no, no, you're right. I'm thinking about it. What has aged really well is year one. I don't know if you've ever read that. He he. That's when they kind of rebooted Batman. It's really good. Was that Frank Miller too? Yeah, yeah, different artist, but uh, he he wrote that, and it's. I I think that they they didn't stick with everything he created for that, but what they did stick with is very good. Uh, yeah, I the I mean, there's not super a lot to talk about with only two issues of a comic anyway. No, we talked about a little bit about it, and then. Uh, uh, what was I going to say about those two issues? J- Jim Starlin wrote them, and I kind of remember his name for being like a lot of his stuff happened in space. I think he did the original Captain Marvel, not original, but I don't know Captain the Captain Marvel from the time, which is yeah. And did he not do, the original? But. He might not have. Maybe I'm just thinking it because it has Star in it. But uh, the series called Dread Star for Epic Comics, which was like a Marvel. Um, a Marvel imprint that they were starting for like more adult, like not, not sexual adult, but more adult type comics. Um, I've never heard of that, but it looks like he did. Oh, he did. Yeah. And that, that's really good. Yeah, he sure did. Um, that was a really good series as well. So Epic was a Marvel, like independent brand. Yeah. Yeah. It was just an imprint. Like it was, they were, it was like their not vanity label, but you know, they're, higher class label if you want to mm-hmm. say it that way um where yeah, dc has vertigo which is a similar thing right exactly exactly yeah it, i think high, higher class are just more out there you're not necess- it's not going to necessarily be about superheroes right exactly and like dread star itself was like a limited series it wasn't you know it wasn't meant to be monthly forever mm-hmm. so it was mm-hmm. more like a space opera type thing you know um and and which was when was this? When did this come out? Eighty-two, yeah. So I was still reading comics then, obviously, since I read Dread Star. But yeah, no, Jim Starlin's a good a good writer, and these are really good issues of this comic. I feel like, or it's a it's a good run. I don't know that I've read any of the seventies, you know, the original stuff. Silver yeah, Surfer. I, I, I I'm thinking it wasn't him on the seventies stuff. I think it's probably like maybe. I think Kirby might have been dumb. Maybe it was Roy Thomas or something like that. So I don't know how good it would be. Yeah, no, I don't either. Um, but man, they haven't done. They have no plans for a Silver Surfer uh, movie or TV series, Netflix series no, or anything, right? No. I mean, I guess that's it's kind of difficult because it's kind of got to be like the character's got to be CGI the whole time. Yeah, but it would be cool when in like the. Guardians of the Galaxy universe to see the Silver Surfer kind of fly by. <laughs> yeah, or even, was he in any of the Fantastic Four movies? I don't know. I didn't watch that. Yeah, he was. 
that's that's the thing. He won't be in any Marvel movies. He's a character owned by Fox. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Fantastic Four owned. So he was. I don't. I think he was in one of the Fantastic Four movies. Fantastic Four movies. I didn't say. There's the ones with the Kamish. Right. And I saw the first one. I think Fant- uh, the Silver Surfer was in the second one. Okay. And then they've got this new one coming out, and I don't know. Bad, bad signs. Oh, really? Bad pre-release buzz? um, No buzz, because there's an embargo on reviews until the day before it comes out, which is usually a sign that the studio is not They're not uh, behind it. Yeah. So that's not positive. I don't know that that means as much. Maybe the studio is stupid. I don't know, but... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Well, considering what they d- did with the other Fantastic Four, I think it's probably safe to say they are stupid. But, yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, I'm not going to rush out to see that one anyway. So No. Uh, have you seen uh, Vacation or Trainwreck? I do want to see those, but they're kind of w- they don't have to be seen on the big screen. No, I don't feel... I, I heard nothing but bad things about uh, Vacation. But, um, but Trainwreck, I've heard good things. Yeah, me too. I heard middling things about vacation. Definitely, it will be definitely funny if you're 14, which I can sometimes enjoy. But yeah, Trainwreck, I've heard good things for everybody about. Um, and then there's Pixels. Yeah, of course, the the highest rated film of the year. I think it it's uh there's lots of Oscar buzz already about that one. Well, there should be. The Dink. Yeah, did you? You didn't see pickles, I assume. I've saw pickles. That's a great pickles. Great... Oh yeah, pickles with Burt Reynolds. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. I'm Del Weiss, Their uh, final. I think that was their final film together. I think so too. Yeah, like 2013. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, pickles was good. It was about a. Uh, it was about a. It was like one of those buddy cop teams, you know. Um, but it, the thing in this in this movie and pickles, if you haven't seen it, they're both wacky. Well, they give Dom DeLuise a part that's not wacky, and he makes it wacky. Right, that's true. He was supposed to be like the straight guy, you know, the by the books cop. But he's Dom DeLuise. He's like, I don't, I answer to no man. I'll make this what it is, what I want it to be. Pickles, rated X. You guys should find it if you can. It's probably on Netflix. Anyway, yeah. R.I.P. Dom DeLuise. Yeah, R.I.P. Well, he went out on a high note. Pickles. Yep. I mean, that's how he died, eating a jar of pickles. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Pixels is supposed to be really terrible. I, and I think we talked about it before. I don't know if it was on air. Um, you know, I'd just seen the, the commercials, but I didn't really understand that it was like an Adam Sandler movie, like full on. So I guess that explains a lot of why it's supposedly so terrible. I like some Adam Sandler movies. Do you? Yep. Have you like gone back? Because you might not. I have. I mean, I've, I've seen that one where he he's dating Drew Barrymore and she can't remember who she is like a hundred times, and I like it every time. Really. Fifty First Dates. Yep. Wow. And the the early early one where he's Billy Madison. I haven't seen that in a long time, but I imagine that's funny. And the one with Modern Family Girl. That's funny. With Modern Family Girl, what's her name? The Billy, not Billy Madison, because I just said that. Happy Gilmore has the the wife from Adam, uh, Modern Family as the as the girlfriend in that. Oh, you mean Modern Family Woman? 
I thought you were talking about like one of the daughters. Oh, sorry. I shouldn't have been sexist. Oh, you should have, but you know, it would have been more clear if you hadn't been. That's all. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, an opera man. Op- yeah, opera man. The movie. Um, it unfortunately got overshadowed by pickles that year. But yeah, yeah. it it would have it would have done well otherwise. Of course, the water boy. Was that even Adam Sandler, dude? I don't. Yes, it was. Doing like his Cajun man character kind of. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I couldn't See, remember if it was him or Rob Schneider. I I have. I have no problem people disliking Adam Sandler movies and you know, they're not great. They make me laugh, but I can see how they wouldn't make other people laugh, but I don't understand the actual, like the absolute hatred people have of them now. It's just like, I don't know what, when, when that happened, but it, it well, disturbs I th- me. I think it happened when he just stopped trying altogether. You know, I, I think that's more what it was like. I can see the charm in some of the earlier stuff, like the wedding uh-huh. singer and uh, even, you know, happy, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. I can uh, like I get that. That's kind of those are kind of like along the lines of Animal House type stuff. But then I think he just like he was just like, well, anything I do is gonna turn to gold, and I don't really have to put a lot of effort into it. And he does like the Zoltan movies and and the other stuff that, from what I understand, because I haven't seen all of them, um, but that he's just kind of like coasting rather than trying oh i don't see i've seen them and i thought they were just as funny as the early ones they're just not that there's not much to them they're not deep i just i don't i don't see them as coasting i, I mean the the hatred people have them rivals the rob snyder hatred and i don't get that because rob snyder movies are just they're offensively stupid right and adam sandler movies are are offensive but they're at least a little bit funny but i don't i don't know i guess i see jack and jill that's maybe maybe i have limits because <laughs> yeah. I have not seen that. Maybe that's the turning point, or but, what uh, started the really harsh hatred. Yeah, that that might be true. The Jack and Joe was was didn't look even to me who who liked his earlier movies didn't look funny at all. Although to be fair, Eddie Murphy never got the hatred for basically doing the same kind of thing with the clumps and all that kind of shit. He got it from me. I couldn't stand those movies. Yeah, well, no, me either. But, but I mean, yeah, no, the, the industry-wide and and critic-wide hate. I, I mean, guess the I guess the thing is, the movies are stupid and they're not very good, but they used to make a lot of money. So that might piss people off too. Like, why? It's like lowest common denominator stuff. Maybe that's why people don't like it. Yeah, I think I think that's probably part of it. I mean, he was part of the. You know, I don't know if you read about the uh, internal emails from that Sony hack where there was a lot of shit talking about Adam Sandler in those. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, oh, because he wasn't making enough money for them, or they oh, couldn't they understand were, why he was making yeah, money. Yeah, they, they were like, we need to stop making Adam Sandler movies. We need to make good shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've read some articles about, like, the Adam Stan- Sandler, the way his people put together a movie, that they, they make so much money because lots of people see the movies, but on top of that, they they do all this, like, product placement stuff that just... It's like even before the movie hits the theaters, they're making money. They made their money back, yeah. Yeah, which cracks me up. That's kind of crass, but yeah. Um, well, it would be crass if he was making like art, but he's not making art. He's making movies that are supposed to be making money. Right, I guess that's <laughs> so, true. So if it's if the, I mean it's things like in Billy Madison where, or not Billy Madison, what was it? Happy Gilmore, where he's 
like he's sponsoring Subway. That was making the movie a lot of money before it went out, but it was also a part of the story and it was stupid. So that's the kind of thing that they were talking about. Yeah, maybe that's part of the backlash too, sponsoring Subway, a bunch of child molesters. (laughs) Do you think, do you think like the executives are It goes to the highest level, yeah. (laughs) It's not just Jared. No, once Jared's involved, you know it's going, it's sneaking its way through every corridor of those halls. I think for now, when uh, if I when I go to Subway to eat, which is never, I will uh, holler when I'm in there if there's any little children. Stay away from the Subway, man. Get out. Yeah, just get get on the phone to 911. Um, I think if you live in a big East Coast city and you go to Subway, you're really you deserve anything that happens. To you're you. kind of an asshole. Yeah, I mean, you guys have m- way more choices. We don't have so much out here. I actually ate at Subway the other day for lunch, um, which is one of those things where I'm like. Every time I go eat there, I'm like, why the fuck did I do this? But then I go back. I mean, it's not like I go back often, but I still I, go back. I don't think the food is terrible, but just like here you have hoagie shops every corner that's right. just just as cheap with better better food and better rolls and everything. The thing I could never eat inside a Subway because it smells like, to me, it smells like bleach and I don't know why. I can't stand the smell of a Subway. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, I think that's actually the lettuce. Is it? No, Ooh. I don't know. Um. But oh, the bread. I, I will say this. Have you ever had a Subway breakfast thing? Because that shit is the nastiest. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's good. No. No. Never have. I, I only did once and I went in and got, I like, I was like, okay, I'm, uh, all, you know, it was like nine o'clock. I'll try a breakfast sandwich. They brought out like this. It was like a pre-cut sheet of scrambled egg. <laughs> they just like heated in the microwave and threw on there. And it didn't, I mean, as far as I know, it wasn't even an actual egg. It was, yeah, Ugh, don't eat their breakfast. But like you said, you're East Coast. You don't need to, there's no reason for you to step inside a subway. And there's no reason for them to even have subways on the East Coast, I would think. But they have them. It's like West Coast. There's no reason for there to be Taco Bells. or I guess True. Taco Bell isn't a good example because you don't, there's no equivalent burrito shop to Taco Bell. Taco Bell is so cheap. But whatever. Yeah, but we have actual Mexican food that is also actually cheap. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. There's no reason for Taco Bell's to be there. Yeah, I no, was thinking there's some article about there's a there's this a section in San Francisco that's been gentrified. Yeah, the mission probably is what they're talking about. And there's a new like taco burrito place that went in, and it was 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 not Mexican run, and they had all these offensive. Yes. Yeah, you I heard know. of this yeah. place or just of the idea of it? Yeah. No, I know about it. Yeah. <laughs> Does that place still exist, or is that... I think it does, yeah. yeah. And that might not have been in the mission. The mission is, like, slowly being gentrified. It's, like, the last area, really. But, yeah. Um, How about the Tenderloin? Has the Tenderloin been gentrified? No, Tenderloin's still pretty ghetto. Okay, I was going to say, when I, when I used to visit, and uh, my friend Pat lived not in the Tenderloin, but we'd... On the edge. Go through there, and it'd be like... Because even then, now it's it's 10 years later. So everything that wasn't gentrified is, but then it was like the city was still being gentrified slowly all over the places. Like they're never going to get the tenderloins. I just wanted to see if it happens yet. Yeah, no, it's uh, the gentrification is not uh, going slowly anymore for sure. Yeah. Fucking Zuckerberg's buying a place up on the hill and fucking shit up. Everybody's mad at him uh, for doing that. Wait, what, what is he doing? That's, that's... I don't know, man. I, I think he's like, He's maybe displacing some people. I'm not sure. 
um, to build his place. I, I don't really oh, know. Oh, like he's knocking down. Well, why do that? I mean, there's... there's. I, I could know. be wrong about that. All I know is people are up in arms for whatever... Well, people are also up in arms because the dude's a Republican, and they're like, why are you moving to San Francisco? This is, you know, it's not your, your scene, and... I didn't know he was a Republican. Yeah, he gives a lot of money to right-wing causes. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. I still use anyway, his product. S- Silver Surfer. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. You want to take a break? Um, yeah, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with uh, the 2014 edition of Silver Surfer. We'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's great racing, steeplechasing. All right, we're back with uh, Silver Surfer number one through three, 2014 run. I loved it. Did you did you like these? I I all right. It was it was fine. Uh-huh. I feel like they tried way too hard to introduce some humor into the storyline that didn't necessarily work for me. I mean, they at one point they did a full on Three Stooges thing. Yes, um, yeah, I was. I was wondering how you'd react to that. There, were, <laughs> there, were, there was not only Three Stooges. I think there was a a, a Marx Brothers joke in there too. I, I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was a lot of a lot of humor that was that was you would think forced, but I thought would work really just well. <laughs> I yeah, I thought it was a little forced. Here's the thing, I think the humor can work around the Silver Surfer when it's the Silver Surfer. Showing the humor, it doesn't fit with the character that I have in my head. Okay. Of who the Silver Surfer is. So I think that's more what bugged me. Yeah. Because it was literally the Silver Surfer going yuck, yuck. (laughs) Well, he did say he was trapped on Earth, so he learned all the pop culture. Oh, sure. All the the great pop culture that all the (laughs) people of 2014 know and love. Like the Three Stooges. And Wizard of Oz. I was never... A big Three Stooges fan, I have to say. I was. I was. I felt like such an outcast because, like, every guy, um, as a kid, loved them, and I was just like, "Well, this is kind of stupid, though." (laughs) I I love all the, and I still do when I when I catch them. uh, Three Stooges, Marx Brothers, and I know these are all different. These are not the same, but I like them all for different reasons. Marx Brothers, Three Stooges. Uh, Abbott and Costello, Laurel and Hardy. Well, I loved Abbott and Costello as a kid too. See, and and uh, the Marx Brothers. I don't think I watched so much as a kid. Although I think we talked about it before, they they did used to show what was it? You bet your life, the Groucho Marx. Mm-hmm, which is a totally different animal, but yeah, it is. Yeah, but I used to like that. And mm-hmm. the Marx Brothers movies are. Yeah, I don't think you can really compare them to the Three Stooges because it was much more about like fast-paced one-liners and wit. Well, not only that, but there are feature films. They were getting feature films money, and Three Stooges weren't. Right. So Three true. Stooges were just like little 
featurettes before the the full movie and Abbott and Costello were more in line with with the Marx Brothers not as not as good but along the same lines yeah um although you know there there are some similarities because both of them like fucked around with the main cast somewhat like Chico Marx not in everything right and uh and I Zeppo Chico. no Zeppo yeah Zeppo is the good looking brother that was not all there always there and I think he turned into a talent agent yeah, and then, you know, the Three Stooges, you never knew who the fuck you were going to get in there. <laughs> but, and they're also having comment that they all start in vaudeville. Yeah, well, which is obvious watching any of it. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. yes, there's a definitely a Three Stooges joke in there. And there was a couple really over-the-top jokes, which I didn't like as much as the other humor, which was just kind of character-based. So I can see what you're saying with that specific kind of humor, but I thought the humor worked. I didn't but mind it. I also felt... Um, and I don't mean to sound like I'm, I'm shitting on this because I didn't hate it. Like, I thought it was fine, like I said. But um, I also felt, story-wise, it was a little too pat. Like, there wasn't a l- enough background and things kind of got uh, got sewn up a little too easily for me. Yeah, it was, it was quick. But I did like I did like that she saved herself. I thought that was, not, that was a surprise, and I thought they did that well. But yeah. it was a little... Uh, there was... A little too easy to get through it. Yes, and that was my that was my those are my only two real problems with it. Like I do kind of want to see where it's going. Like I'm hoping that um, it continues following this character. What wait, what is her name? Molly? That's not right. Um, I don't remember her name. But in any case, I hope I hope their relationship develops as the series goes on, and she's Dawn. not just a one off. Dawn, yeah. Yeah, it seems like she's being built as as an important part of the of the book. So I, I right. Think... I hope so. And I really like the art and I was reading the first issue, like the first few pages, like these, this looks exactly like I zombie. Why is that? Why is that? And well, it's the same art, same artist. Yeah, no, the art's great. I have no problem at all with the art and, and some of the ideas, like we said before, like when you're dealing with a dude who's like traveling across the universe, there's so much you can do with that. So yeah, I, I, that's really cool. Yeah. And I like the, there's a, there's, she's in a prison in, in the first issue and she's surrounded by all these other people or they're in a prison for the same reason. I love those characters. Like they introduce all these really neat, funny characters that she's interacting with and, and her, the, her way of not being, I like that they created this, this Dawn is not freaked out by the fact that she's in an alien zoo. She's just, once she realizes where she is like, okay, how do I get out of here? And I, yeah. I like how they did that. And I like the characters that are created around her. And there's a really good joke. That's much better than the three stooges joke where they're, they're escaping and they're falling. I forget the characters now, like Mr. Nebula or Mr. It's, it's uh, Medulla. Yeah. Medulla. Yeah. And they think, <laughs> It's implied that he knows what he's doing, and then at the end, they were going the wrong way. And he's like, "Everyone thinks I'm smart because I have a big brain." Yeah, he's just like a big. His whole head's a big giant brain. His name's right. Medulla. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I like that was good. That was good humor. It was also well. That's what I'm saying. The stuff with her is fine. Like I feel like the humor, it, yeah, it works I, there. Um, it's just that the the Silver Surfer to me shouldn't even understand humor. Well, that's it's funny because on issue four, or the fourth issue of or third issue of the of the last like the the 1987 comic talked about his humor. He he meets this weird kind of annoying character called Impossible Man. And Impossible Man's telling him the entire issue to lighten up, lighten up. And then at the at the end at the end of the the uh, the issue 
Impossible Man leaves, and Silver as Silver Surfer leaves, as Silver as he goes, Silver Surfer says, and that's as sharp as the point on your head, and and because Impossible Man kind of has a pointy head, and then and he farts. <laughs> afterwards, Silver Surfer says, "I think I made a joke." Yeah, see that I, I'm down with yeah. that. I'm yeah. not down with the straight up yuck yuck. Um, <laughs> uh, oh damn! I, I I see what you're saying. Then the more I think about it, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, and it's not you know it's just a quibble. It's not like I I actually do want to keep reading to see where it goes. Um, and as you said, the art's great, but I feel like I feel like almost every comic I read nowadays, the art's great. It's crazy. It's so much different from when I stopped reading comic books. Oh yeah. I think there, I think art is much better. I think one of the things that's better about it now is it's more varied, like two different books. Books don't look as similar as they used to. There's, right. Exactly. There's more variety. And I think one of the great things about this guy is it's not, this is kind of a humorous book and, but it's also like jam packed with adventure. And I think his art works for both, both reasons. Works. Yeah. Yeah. For, for both. Yes. And like uh, we, we talked about a little off air about the unbeatable squirrel girl, which is awesome. But that art, I don't think would work as well for a full out adventure. It's more good for just humor. And I think this one kind of has, is more flexible. Yeah. And I haven't read that one. That's on Marvel unlimited as well. Mm-hmm. The, the first issue it's, it's worth checking out. It's not for everybody, but it's definitely a, a interesting, interesting look. Oh, it's one of the, wish. it's a, it's a new series. So they, they don't have it all up. Right. Number one is the only one that's there. Do you know the, uh, if the, see when there's so many secret wars fucking series now, um, that I was, I kind of wanted to find the one that Scott Ackerman wrote a scene for, but I don't even know the name of that one. It's secret Wars something, you know? Um, but it's, it's also like came out like two months ago. So it's probably not even up there. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot because this whole summer that's been an event, the Secret Wars on Marvel has, that's been the, the, like every summer, Marvel Comics has an event where a bunch of characters are involved. Like last year it was Spider-Verse, like all the spider characters from all the universes fought. And then a couple of years ago it was Civil War. So every year they have something like that. And this year it's Secret Wars, which I don't know. I mean, I don't keep up. So I'm six months behind since the closest I can get is this Marvel Unlimited. So I don't keep up with reading the books. But apparently the Secret Wars is supposed to get rid of all the other universes. So there's only going to be one Marvel universe. Oh, so it's like a reboot of a reboot. Yeah, they're rebooting. So they, in like 10 years ago, they created the Ultimate Comics line. Right. Which rebooted all the characters. And they're getting rid of that universe. And they're like some of the, I think the ultimate Spider-Man they're bringing in to be in the regular universe, but everything else there. Yeah. So they'll probably bring in the, the beloved characters from, uh, from all the reboots and merge them into the one universe. Right. So like stuff like, like the ultimate universe, uh, Sergeant Fury, it, it looks like, uh, what's Samuel Jackson. Yeah. So they already fixed that in the regular universe by making, Nick Fury's son look like Samuel Jackson. So they, they fixed that already. So they don't have to bring him in, which is pretty funny. But isn't, all right. So isn't Samuel L. Jackson's character, Nick Fury? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what happened was when they created this ultimate line, the, the artist said, I want, he made, uh, Samuel Jackson look like the Nick Fury character. And they, they went to get, the story goes that they went to get, get permission from him and he said sure but if you you make the movies i insist on being in them 
<laughs> I don't think they needed to get permission, but anyway, that that the create the, they created a character that looked like him first, and then he's played the character in the movies. Oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, I would think he probably wouldn't even have had to make that uh, a condition because if they're going to make him look like him, I would, who else are they going to cast in the movie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, my understanding is from having not read that, like that throughout the '90s and 2000s, the Marvel made things needlessly complicated to try to sell more books to to where there were like infinite different universes, not infinite, but like there were like actually numbered universes and all these different characters were, would like interact from different universes, but they didn't occupy the same space necessarily. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Um, that's what the ultimate books were, were created to, to kind of solve that. Fix the mess. It, not, yeah. Not necessarily fix the next mess, but make it. So this is an easy entry point for new readers. Okay. So gotcha. Kind of, so they they can and they I they did an okay job. So if you read the Ultimate Spider-Man, the first like ten or fifteen issues, they do there what it took Stanley and Dick Ditko like two issues. So they kind of spread the story out, and it's it's so that it can incorporate all the different uh, strands of the yeah okay. yeah. And in in the Ultimate Universe, there all the powers are linked by not all of them, but a lot of the powers that, that the characters get are linked by. Um, the Green Goblin's company. I forget his name. Or, uh, Osborne. Os- yeah. No, or is it? Yeah. Norman Osborne's company is like, that's how Spider-Man got his powers. It's like how a lot of different characters got powers. So that's, they make that a, like a central point for the, the ultimate universe. Okay. Yeah. So, so they're basically what they're doing this summer is another retcon. Yeah. They're just like, they're getting rid of a bunch of books and they're kind of paring down. I don't know how that's going to happen. Cause I think they're keeping Spider-Gwen, which is, have you heard of that? No, I mean, I kind of get what it is just from the name, but... Yeah, so that that's something... During last year's Spider-Verse event, they, they went to all these different universes and all the different Spider-Men. Some had already been created in the past, and they put that into this war where all, all there's these characters... It, it's convoluted, but these hunters were trying to kill all the spider Spider-Men and all the multiverse. So the the characters were were banding together to fight these these impossible to beat hunters. And one of the characters that was introduced during this was Spider Gwen. In that universe, Peter Parker died, and and Gwen Gwen Stacy lived was, was, was Spider Man. Spider was the one one that woman. got bit by the radioactive spider. Gotcha. So she's like the book is called Spider Gwen, and I've I've read some of it. It's not on unfortunately, it's not on um, Marvel Unlimited yet, but it, it's it's a fun look at things. So, were any of these Spider-Man hunters dentists from Minnesota? I don't know. No, because that would involve actual work, I guess. Yeah, there's... Uh, you had to actually hunt. You didn't yeah, yeah. You near where Spider-Man ate dinner and kind of put some hamburgers out there. Pay to someone to, to poison his food, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the, this Silver Surfer I will keep reading. Although there, I think there are um, there are series that I will put ahead of it. Um, although you know, with Marvel Unlimited, there's like you know I can put it off as long as I want, really. So it's, that's the <laughs> cool thing about it. Assuming they don't yank it down. Um, I don't. I don't, I don't think know. they're yanking things though. Like you said, I think they're yeah. they'll probably be adding. So yeah, especially something that's so current. It's, it's it would be surprising if they took that down. Yeah. No, I'm. Uh, I uh, 
I enjoyed it enough to keep reading it for sure. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see. I don't was the last one you the last one I read something happened to make a new story. So it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Yeah, I just read 1 through 3, so Yeah, I don't remember what how the 3 end. Well, it ended basically with uh with the Never Queen getting her heart back. Okay. And, okay. That yeah. was a, a full arc. Yeah, yeah. And uh yeah, no, I'll I'll definitely I'll definitely keep going on this one. Um, it's, I know it's pretty exciting. Like I'm psyched to read like a lot of these new comics. It seems like 2014, a lot of new series started that seem to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And it's, I do have a bias against Marvel and DC because their, their stuff is by its very nature because it's kind of, it's, it's, they're not going to take as many risks as image right. because it's, it's a big corporation and they have, you know, they're going to, they're going to put out stuff that's almost certainly going to sell, but they're the stuff that is good. There is a lot of good stuff and they have a lot of good creators that are working on the things. Moon Knight's another book that's worth reading. If you get a chance, another dude who looked really cool back in the day, um, yeah. but was kind of a, not a great comic but, book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then I will check out the Moon Knight as well. Um, and uh, you know, Deadpool is on there, and that's the book. The 2012 book is the one that's written by Brian Poussein. Right, which I definitely want to check out. I know I don't know the character at all. Um, I assume he, I, from what I understood, he was kind of like more of a humorous character. Is that right? Even from the I, beginning. Even from the beginning, he's very. I think these guys make him more humorous, humorous, and the book more silly than it was before. But even from the beginning, it was always like he was a very violent character, but he was always about catchphrase not catchphrases like talking about pop culture references while he's while he's in fights and kind of looking to to the like to the audience and talking to the audience so breaking the fourth wall does he have any actual connection to the x-men was he like introduced in the x-men or something i i think it might have been new mutants he's introduced i'm not sure he's introduced with cable it's it's, it's actually created by one of the worst comic guys rob leefield created him I don't not I'm not going to say the worst, but his art is so so ridiculous. Oh yeah, wait, is he the? Yeah, I even know about him. There's yeah. there's like websites dedicated to his yes. bad art. Yeah. So he created them, but I think other people kind of refined them and made them better. He has uh, the mutant he- healing factor. Oh, like that, Wolverine. Yes. So okay, so I was right. There, it is a tie-in to the. the yeah, he's thing. he's okay. yeah he's a mutant of some sort. He uh, but he's he's yeah he, you'll you'll see if you read the book. He's just he's just kind of out there i'm looking forward to the movie with ryan reynolds because it's it's a character teller made for his kind of humor dude there is nobody listening right now except fucking comic nerds because they all got <laughs> lost an hour ago comic nerds everybody loves ryan reynolds that's why two girls two guys in a pizza place was such a hit uh, one girl two guys in a, whatever that show was called and that's when i started really liking ryan reynolds when i i didn't watch any tv at the time but i I've obviously watched some since I watched that, but I had a little tiny TV in my apartment in Carpinteria that, that got... <laughs> Wait, you lived in Carpinteria? Yeah, for a year or two. Really? And I, yeah. Dude, it's, it's right like one big strip mall, isn't it? No, it's it's a small town, but it's it's right outside of uh, Santa Barbara. Oh. No, I knew it was Southern California. I might be mixing up with somewhere else. Yeah, it's, Carry it's, on. it's, a, it's a small beach town. Anyway... 
I just little TV with a like an antenna that picked up two or three channels, and one of them had that that show, and I, that's pretty much I'd watch that in the X Files on that TV, and that's it. <laughs> and it was a terrible show, but I really liked him. So it I was, was a terrible show. He became a like a, a not a star, but something of a star. I kind of liked I don't know why the blonde woman with the short blonde hair. Yeah, and she ended up being Monk's nurse. Yeah. I don't know what she's in now. I liked her too. I think she's an interesting actress who should get, there's like more of a chance to play that kind of role, that kind of silly late role. Cause she was good at it. Yeah. It was a terrible show though. But I agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. It also had somebody else. That's great. Oh, Nathan Fillion was in it. He was the landlord. Oh, he was the Mr. Roper of the series. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess we're, I mean, Recommendations, Asians, oh, yeah. Asians, Asians. Yeah, go for it. I'm going to stick with the comic theme, and since I had this Marvel Unlimited, I was reading Miss Marvel. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. It's uh, she's an inhuman that got her. You, you see how she gets her powers in the book. It's in the first issue. She's she's Islamic, and she's a teenager, and it's it's like early Spider-Man stuff in that it's looking at teenage issues, but it's 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 its own thing too, and it's new and it's really fun and it's gotten a lot of praise over the past couple of years and i wasn't sure if it would live up to the hype but it, it surpasses the hype so yeah it's a great get, series yeah get miss marvel uh i'll stick with a comic book theme too but i'm gonna go back old school uh what if oh yeah those, <laughs> i always liked those because you know it was the watcher uh yep. watu the watcher um looking at at uh what might have happened if, if like one little thing had changed in a storyline of it's Marvel comics as well of, you know, these, these big storylines. Um, and they usually ended up going really super dark. So, um, I appreciated that back in the day because comics were for the most part about happy endings and the heroes winning, but the what if series, uh, did not, was not always that way. I mean, they weren't all great either, but, but there was a lot more darkness in the what if series. So, yeah, I agree. I, I love that series. I love that idea, too, of, of taking a work of fiction and just tweaking it and seeing what happens. Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically speculative fiction, kind of, as applied to comic books. Right, yeah. And there's a there's a Phil K. Dick book that I'm going to I want to read at some point that's it's speculative history, like alternative history, where the Germans and the yeah. Japanese share. Have you read that? Uh, man the in the Man in the Tower? High Tower? Oh, high Mountain or High Tower. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did read it. I read Is it good? Story. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, that was that one too. that Amazon did a pilot for. Um, oh, right. Yeah. So is that getting made? Does that, does that win? I don't know. I mean, I, I have no idea. Um, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was obviously took liberties with the uh, source material like every Philip K. Dick movie does because um, a lot of his stuff was was short stories. Although I I don't think that one was. I think that was a full-on novel. Um, yeah, I think so too. Blade but, Runner was too, but not Blade Runner. No, yeah, I don't Blade, know Runner about Blade Runner was, was why do and or do androids dream for? Yeah, that was cheap. a full novel. Yeah. No, it was it was a it was a short. I mean, it was a novella at best. Novella, yeah. yeah. Um, but had nothing to do with Blade Runner really. No. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah. What if was fun? Uh, a soft recommendation. I'm I'm gonna say Catastrophe, which is on Amazon Prime, a series with uh, Rob Delaney. Okay. And uh, it's I mean, it's, isn't there a a funny woman woman in that? that yes, I like? and I don't know I don't know her name. Like I'm not familiar with her. So um, I knew Rob Delaney from Twitter. Um, but 
I don't. I'm not aware of her, but they wrote it together, and uh, it's a, she's British, and they have like an affair while he's visiting England, and it ends up she gets pregnant, so he moves over. And anyway, it's it's like more kind of British humor than American humor, so it's more subtle. I feel like overall, mm-hmm. um, so it's not like super laugh out loud funny, but it is good. I like it. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. So I have now watched everything that Yahoo Screencast has to offer aside from the past the last five episodes of Community. Oh, and you are you said Community's pretty good the fifth season, right? It's it's okay. It's not it's not They're never terrible. gonna get back to the heights, yeah. No, it's like the the first couple episodes are really good and then there's a couple that are just kinda like they're just kinda treading water. But there's two other shows on there. The one I recommended this is not a recommendation at all. I already recommended this last week. Or was it two weeks ago? Whatever. Uh, uh, other space. With, oh yeah, I still got to check that out. Yeah, it's really worth checking out. It's it's great. I hope they get a second season, but I doubt they will. But there's another thing on there. It's called Sin City. That I don't recommend, especially for you, but not for anybody. But I watched it anyway because I love Malin Ackerman. Um, uh, Sin City Saints, I think it's called. It's about a basketball team that's based in Las Vegas, and it has a kind of a Mark Cuban type owner who's a, 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 like a, a a caricature of Mark Cuban, but. It's really not very good as Tom Arnold, which shows you how good it is. But I, Melinda Ackerman is also in it, and I love her. So I watched it all the way through, and I, I don't think it would. It, it definitely doesn't deserve to get, a, to get a second season. I don't think it will get a second season, but it was interesting to watch anyway. Well, thanks for bringing it up, then. <laughs> well, I like that she's in something. I, I hate that her show that was not great, but good enough that it should have lasted, was canceled so quickly when yeah, there's that... other things that last that were not even nearly as good. I like that kid. The kid, yeah, the kid was awesome. Um, all right. Did you have is that, has that astronaut wives show started? Have you watched any of it? Has I? No, no I haven't. Okay. It's on. Friend of a friend on that. I'm gonna check it out. Um, all right. Well, I guess that does it. Next week, I'm pretty sure we're doing best. Oh yes, songs, music. So yes. we'll try to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, go ahead and do your whatever you do. Write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com if you'd like to talk about comic books or anything else you'd like to say, or if you'd just like to criticize us. In fact, if you're in, in planning on giving our show a one-star review, just write to us and send us the, send us the one-star review directly and, you know, skip the middleman. Um, Wait, have we been us, getting more one-star reviews? I hope not. I haven't checked in a I know, long I haven't time. checked either. Um, uh, write us highly on iTunes, speaking of reviews, and like us on Facebook and that's about it. And uh, oh, tell your kiss us tell, if you see us in public. Tell your friends to listen, and yes, kiss us deeply with tongue. On the cheek, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I guess that does it for this week. So, if there's anybody left still listening, uh, until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.